0: You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. Front page of the Daily Telegraph today, Chris Dawson's on the front of it with the word murderer. Five hours it took Justice Ian Harrison to come down with this decision.
1: Christopher Michael Dawson on the
0: charge that on or about 8 January 1982 at Bayview or elsewhere in the state of, Mur- of New South Wales, uh, you did murder Lynette Dawson. I find you guilty. You may sit down. Mr Dawson, it will be necessary for you to be taken into custody. Um. It has gripped the nation, this mm. case. And the man that kicked it off, well, the podcast came out in 2018, but I dare say I'd love to know when he started working on this case, was the man from the Australian, Headley Thomas. He joins us now. Welcome, Headley.
1: Good morning, guys. Bradley, um, I suppose
0: congratulations is in order. I mean, you resurfaced this case to an extent. And yesterday, uh, what I'd love to know, going into that final day uh, yesterday, what did you think? What did you think the outcome would be?
1: Man, I thought that he should be found guilty. Yeah. And I believe that it was more likely than not that he would be, but we of course, could not know, and no, it was no, yeah. incredibly nerve-wracking waiting for that uh, that that audio, that those words that the judge just you just played, um, because this had been forty years for Lynn Dawson's family, and some thirty years since they first strongly suspected, in fact, knew in their hearts that he had killed Lynn. Yep. But um, over many years, they just failed to get justice.
0: Mm-hmm. It started at 10 o'clock yesterday. Everyone thought we were going to hear the decision quite quickly. It went for five hours Headley. Now, is the reason why Justice Ian Harrison did that, is that uh, did he go into so much detail to avoid the risk of an appeal? Is that why it went for so long?
1: Oh, look, I think every judge wants to avoid having um, an appeal overturn you know, the decision. But um, The the judge was very thoughtful and measured and wanted to convey as much as as he possibly could in his reasoning, and there'll be so much more, no doubt, in his written reasons, which he'll publish possibly later this week. Um, We thought after a perhaps um, first half hour that it was all over for Chris, that he was doomed. And that's because the judge had already made a finding that Chris Dawson had lied yep. about the so-called phone calls that Lynn made, about having spoken to her and her saying she needed more time away and that she uh, ha- had been up the Central Coast with friends. The judge said that that was all uh, part of a, you know, a lying scheme. So we believed really early in the piece yesterday that yep. it was finished, but then the judge started going through all these other mm. points and matters that were in Chris's favour, and we're like, well, okay.
0: Which way is this going?
1: Yeah, could, could, it's possible this could actually turn around, but logically it couldn't. However, you just didn't know until the hammer finally fell.
0: But Chris Dawson can now appeal this, can't he?
1: Yeah, look, every convicted person has a right to appeal, but they've got to have good appeal points. Sure. And his lawyers will, no doubt go over this judgment with a fine tooth comb. In the end, the judge really relied on a a, a number of documents and also answers that Chris Dawson had given himself mm. that were part of the evidence in the murder trial. Uh, his interview with the police in 1991, a videotaped interview, that was integral as well as his own handwritten statements and so on about what had happened to Lynn. So Chris's lies through these statements uh, were, the judge said, born of a consciousness of his own guilt. And they were lies to cover up what had happened and to distance himself from his former student, the babysitter, the woman who he had become utterly infatuated with.
0: What a story. Edley can I just say, congratulations, mate. As a journalist, I mean, there must be so many of these cases in Australia, not just in Australia, but around the world. When you don't have a body, when you don't have a, a murder weapon, for you to start this journey and to where it ended up last night, I mean, there must be a moment where you reflected yesterday and said, this is why I got into this industry and this is what you know, you're chasing facts, you're chasing the truth, you want the truth to come out and finally justice has been served. Was there a moment last night, Headley, where you got to sit down and have a drink with the family and was there, has it hit you yet?
1: Uh, Yes, Uh, we we sat down with Greg and that's Lynn's brother and Marilyn and their children and other members of the family and Damien Loon, the detective who kicked it off and I I feel enormously privileged to have had this opportunity to investigate the case and to try to right a wrong. It was something that I understood was wrong way back in 2001. That's when I first reported on this case. It had just come through the first inquest and it was so obviously alarming. The evidence was compelling and you just... Reading it as I did back then, reading the files in a Northern Beaches police station, could see patterns of conduct that that were highly suspicious. But mm. being able to unpack it in a podcast with uh, a huge amount of detail yep. over many weeks—you know—I think that long form of journalism really makes an enormous difference. And um, being able—you know—I'm 55, being able to sort of go from. Being a you know a, a newspaper journal and starting out in the newsroom where they were just phasing out typewriters and now you know getting behind a microphone and understanding um, mm. um a little bit about audio and 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 just being able to convey a story as vast and as important as this one to millions of people around the world yeah it's a huge privilege and I feel really grateful.
0: You've you've probably been asked this, but but now that he's been found guilty, let's say, you know he's still guilty after the appeal. He goes to jail. I would dare say he he serves the rest of his life out in jail. Do you think there'll ever be a moment? And I mean, you haven't got much from Chris Dawson or the Dawson twins or anyone like that. But you've got to know the man through other people. Do you reckon there'll ever be a time that he will tell us where that body is?
1: can only hope for the family's sake. That's what they want now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but if Chris Dawson does the sums and works out how long he might live, uh, he may see some upside in uh, getting parole in return for showing authorities where Lynn's yes. remains are. Yes. I think it'll be transactional if he does it. I doubt he'll do it out of any... Goodwill or no. sense of remorse, no, um, because he's probably going to keep denying he did this.
0: Yes, um, and just off topic, uh, we, we've—I mean, there was so much around the teacher's pet. There was talk of a movie. Has anyone bought those rights, Headley? And this chapter now, now that it's closed and there is a guilty plea, I would dare say this movie is even bigger now. Who, who owns the right to that, and will, will we see that come to the screen?
1: Yeah, look, I think that there will be a screen version of The Teacher's Pet. Yeah.
0: Where they had like uh, Hemsworth and Jackman wanted to get oh involved, yeah, didn't they? That's right, Headley.
1: <laughs> As I understand, yeah, there was definitely that kind of interest. Not who's going
0: to play uh, you, Headley? There's the big question. You know, Eric Banner?
1: Know, I met Hugh Jackman. He's such a good guy. Oh, Hugh Jackman He's, Will. he's about £100 lower than me. <laughs> oh, you know. no, well,
0: we'd love to see that come to life, mate, because we have been absolutely blown away by not only the case, but the way it's been portrayed by yourself. So,
1: congratulations again. Yeah. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, guys.
0: And for more of Hedley Thomas's take on that, you can go to theteacherstrial.com.au. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Bye, mate. Guys. Take
0: care. You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper Podcast.